Thank you for visiting Discontinued on Display. We are so happy you have joined us. At this time, we ask of you a few small favors. Please remain with your guide at all times. If you separate, you may get lost. Please refrain from eating or drinking while in the museum and... Oh, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. This, this isn't the Friends exhibit. Mm, no, it's not the How I Met Your Mother exhibit either. No, this is the Happy... Forget it. Just forget it. Welcome to the season three finale of Woo! Discontinued on Display. Woo! My name is Matt, and as always, I'm joined by Chris, who you can hear wooing in the background. I wanted to see how long I could get away with that. How many people do you think are still listening? Uh, I think they're I all mean, gone. Honestly, if you're to this part, what 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 could we do that would make people not listen? Challenge That's like within the. Good. Like within the realm of possibility, like we could clearly do something completely horrible. And well, if people see the title of this episode, they might think, "Oh gosh, they're talking about something extremely not family friendly." Uh, yes. Which don't worry, we are. When Matt suggested we do happy endings, I was like, "Matt, I thought we were a family friendly podcast. What's happening?" Well, but I also thought it was a funny like because because part of me was like, "Okay, we need like a show that like went out in a blaze of glory or something like this." And then I was and then I was thinking like, "Wait a minute." It would be kind of funny if our season three finale was called Happy Endings. <laughs> I, I know, and I like it. I think it's cute. Um, I, I don't think the show is cute, which I think got across in my intro. We'll get there. We'll, yeah. do, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we should talk about what Happy Endings is. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, we probably should very soon talk about what Happy Endings actually is before people start to wonder. So, Chris, what is Happy Endings? Happy Endings is a... <sighs> It's not an NBC show. It's not NBC. It's ABC, but it's a kind of to me. It's a pretty blatant ripoff of like Friends or How I Met Your Mother. It's it's literally that. It's six friends, three men, and three women who have kooky adventures as they try to navigate love and their friendship and going older and da 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 da. And they do it over the course. Oh, it takes place in Chicago, and they do it over the course of three seasons before eventually they get canceled because their ratings, their viewership starts to just plummet. Um, It has a couple of weird resurgencies. Um, It has a staged reading that happens, like I want to say a year after its cancellation or so of uh, a, a new episode that the writers wrote to kind of try and help. Oh no, it's not a year after. It would be about three years after because it takes the this the stage reading takes place like 900 and some days after the show ended. OK. And it it's just it's like a table read and it's kind of supposed to tie up the loose ends that the season finale left for everybody, which was a bunch of people like the main characters get in a big fight. No one knows what's going on. Um, people are well, breaking and, and up. Say the, the, the catalyst for all this is two of the friends are getting oh, married, 
and she leaves him at the altar yes. and then they all decide let's still be friends and so that's kind of the the thank you i did skip over that in my brain twitch of what the show apparently was uh so two of the characters are married um yes. and then one of their best friends and the woman's daughter or not daughter sister are getting married and then there's two other friends and uh, in the pilot episode, one of them gets left at the altar. Um, and somehow they're all still able to be friends. And actually, at some point through the course of the show, the couple that breaks up on their wedding day gets back together and tries to date. But then they break up at the end of season three. Um, and yeah, I, I guess... I'm not a relationship counselor, but if someone leaves you at the altar, yeah, I, I would say probably gonna... don't get back together with I would them. Say don't, I would say don't even be their friend. That sounds a little bit like... BSy to do um but the thing that drove me crazy about this table read that they did was that oh my gosh so it ends with the, everyone makes up they're able to be friends again and then it turns out that this whole show everything that's happened every like all three seasons and all the the kerfuffle of it getting canceled, all these people loving the show and these characters' journeys was all a dream. It oh, was a really? dream, yes, of the groom who gets left at the altar and he wakes up and he tells his bride-to-be that he had a dream that she leaves him at the altar and that gives her the idea to leave him at the altar and then she goes and does it. And that angered me. That was so unsatisfying to me to such an extent. I was like, how dare they waste my time? But I didn't even watch the show. They made me read that with my own two eyes. Well, um, and, and did you see that in the pandemic, they also did a Zoom of yes. these characters, like, what are they up to? Which, from what I read, was maybe not very good. And then there's also, um, now granted, this happened because this show was from 2011 to 2013. Um, it might be 2010 to 2013. No, you're I thought good. it was 2011. You're they did what everyone was doing. They did the web the webisodes. They had a small webisode series, which was about one of the characters selling her storage unit. Um, I watched part of one of the webisodes. I watched a lot of clips of the show. Yeah, to gear okay. into it. To, to 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 like frame this is this is by the same guy that did Scrubs. Yeah, and so it's filmed and written like scrubs yeah it's a single camera comedy it's the single camera comedy it's a lot of like cutaway to wacky adventures that are happening um it, 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 where where someone says it's like that time we did this and then it shows them doing that and that's wacky it, it's so it's 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 scrubs but not scrubs but it didn't feel like what I saw didn't feel like scrubs like the the rhythm of it yes absolutely and the way it was shot absolutely yeah yeah I'm not gonna lie the writing to me does not hold up to the same level as scrubs I did not no, laugh no, at anything I saw yeah I I think I think part of that is scrubs had a cast that really just knew how to deliver the lines in a way that were funny because it wasn't just Zach Braff and, and Donald Faison. Like they, they're great, mm -hmm. but it was all the side characters. It was the janitor. It was Ted. It was Bob Kelso. It was, you know, all of these side characters that were, it was Todd that would come out of nowhere and give these fantastic one liners that you just bust out laughing. 
And this had six main characters that were all trying to like fit into this. And yeah, there were side characters and all that other stuff, but, but from a critic, like uh, from what I gather, critically, it was great. Critically, it was great. People really loved this show. In fact, I, I saw that, um, there was a pop culture website. I can't remember which one it was that called it's canceling one of the worst TV yeah. decisions of that year. And, um, so while you didn't necessarily enjoy it and, and, and again, in the clips that I watched, I wasn't necessarily like entranced with the show of, oh my gosh, I need to watch this. How funny. Like I gave a couple chuckles, but I wouldn't say it was a laugh out loud. Yeah. Just funny. Some of like, the, yeah, it just didn't land. Now, the one thing I will say, and the one thing I will applaud the show for was it, it made it a more diverse group. Like one of the characters is African-American. He is in an interracial marriage with one of the other lead characters. Um, one of the other characters is gay, but he's not your stereotypical gay. He's just a very, he's a normal individual. And there's actually one of the clips I watched online was something about the gay things he does. And it was two of his friends talking, trying to like, I, I, there's a storyline where he dates a woman and they're trying to out him because this isn't fair to the woman, but they don't feel right telling her cause it sounds mean. So they're going to show her that he's clearly gay. Um, and so they're sitting there going, so what are some of the gay things he does? And they're going back and forth and they're saying things that we as a culture would go, yeah, that's gay. But they go, no, wait, that's you. Or no, wait, that's the other one. No, I guess the only gay thing he does is like do things with dudes. And like, <laughs> I appreciated that. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I like that. Like there was this clear sense of the friendship comedy, rom-com sitcom that we get all the time, but with a little bit more inclusivity to it. Time out, Chris. Are you saying that gay people are normal people? I know. It's a Shocker. Really, it's, it's a it's a real hot take. <laughs> um, but well, I've I've yeah. gone out on record. I think they might be. Uh, you know, I don't know if I believe it quite I think, yet. I think those wacky gay hooligans might be regular, <laughs> normal people. Um, and you said it in the opening of the opening tour montage. Yeah. It, it very much feels like a friend's, but I would say How I Met Your Mother is probably a better comp to this. It has, where... the, it has that style. It's the, that's the same single comedy with the cutaway. It's that style and cadence and rhythm, but it took the model, I think, of Friends where there's that really, but I guess they do it in How I Met Your Mother too, where there's that really, for lack of a better word, incestuous group coupling that keeps happening. Because I guess, so I found out what was supposed to happen. Oh, okay. Because uh, the showrunner gave an interview. What was supposed to happen? Um, so the characters who were married and got in the the had the wet or were going to get married were Alex and Alex is a woman and Dave. And apparently, Dave and this other female character in the show, whose name I want to say is Stacy. Um, hang on, please. Uh, before I go on this tirade, um, Max. No, it's the gay one. Jane, Alex, Dave, Max, Brad, and Penny. Penny. Same thing. Penny is the exact same thing as Stacy. So it's Penny. So, Dave, wait, you said Dave, right? Yeah, Dave. Okay, thank gosh. I was like, wait a minute. Um, So Dave and Penny, I guess, have a lot of tension between the two of them. 
Okay. And they're supposed to end up getting together. They're supposed to be the like the good couple. And that's why season three ends with him and Alex finally having a more formal, even-footed breakup versus I'm leaving you at the altar, peace, um, so that they can go on. But then again, apparently Alex and Penny had this really important, tight friendship that was going to put friction onto it, which I'm like, okay, that's literally the plot line of Barney, Robin, and Ted in How I Met Your Mother, um, or uh, Joey, Rachel, and Ross in Friends. Like, it's been done. It's been done so many times. It's It's been done by acclaimed, celebrated comedies. Like, this isn't... This isn't new. Pick a new... Like, again, I almost thought it was more interesting that, again, they... The only thing that was interesting was the look of it to me. That's to me what made it stand out. That's to me what made it different was that it looked different on a poster. Mm-hmm. Did you thing. see? Did you see one of the? I have to get this in here. Did you see one of the edits that had to be made? Yeah, the Bin Laden yes. thing. I, I I need to read this because Please this do. was one of my favorite things. Okay. Yes. So the sixth episode of the first season. Dave refers to the mouse he is trying to catch as his Bin Laden and then went on to joke that he was referring to Jessica Bin Laden, a super hot Arab girl I went to college with. She was the one that got away. This episode, which was taped prior to the death of Osama Bin Laden, aired with ABC muting the final line. (laughs) Oh, I just think that's funny. (laughs) I mean, apparently... There was um, a a same sex kiss that got cut, and I think episode nine of season one. Yeah, uh, but I, they keep claim they claim it was for time and not for any like pressure from the correct. studio. Who knows? Yeah, but, uh, know. yeah, I I, I I would believe that because ABC at the time would have been doing or would have already finished Desperate Housewives, which had an active gay couple existing yeah. on that show. So I can't imagine ABC was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. I think this leads me into a question of, I think, because we really haven't talked about too many comedy shows. Like, we've talked about Mork and Mindy, but not really that many. And Mork and Mindy, because it was in a different era. You know, Friends, How I Met Your Mother, Happy Endings, and there's other shows like this of, you know, this group of people Mm -hmm. that are doing things in a comedic way. It's... It's. I think it's really hard to get a comedy to take off and become super duper popular. I don't know if I would say that. Okay. I feel like the dramas are harder. I think. I think the problem with comedies is that you have to you have to make jokes that seem like shenanigans that you or I could get into. At least in a more grounded comedy. Yes, I think to an extent. Um, I think what people look for and what I look... Mm, I, sometimes in TV, I, I know I will latch onto a show where I feel like I identify with someone in the group. Yeah. Or that I think... Like, you're right. Like, the show itself, the situation is realistic, which... Right away, out the gate, why I did not latch on to Happy Endings. The minute I understood the premise of how this friend group came to be and what their friction was, I was like, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Um, And I think part of it is 
why this woman leaves this man on the altar. It's because a guy with an open shirt covered in abs rolls in on rollerblades and gives her a rose. And she goes, cool, psych, I'm out. That like well, felt weird. And I, and, and I think... I think this is what this is where the show had to be different in some way because if it was just six friends, well then it's friends. Yeah. If it's oh well then they have some relationship drama. Well then it's friends and how I met your mother and uh, I'm a new girl and I mean all these other comedies of young people doing life together and getting into wacky adventures. Yeah. And so this was like okay, this is our twist on it. Is she left him at the altar and they're gonna still be friends? Yeah. And like the thing with like friends to me is like the original. A group of friends does something together. And we accept that this be- these people have been together for all their life. They all know each other. And it's great. How I Met Your Mother was a little bit different. like, And I mean a smidge in that concept because of how Robin gets introduced to the group. Because Robin gets introduced through dating Ted and going on yeah. a date. And then she becomes part of the group. Or like New Girl is three guys who live together. And then they end up getting this quirky, weird roommate. And it's about how they become friends. So that one I'm even willing to say. It's a little bit different, but to me, you cannot take the same formula from other shows, put them in different situations and expect it to sit and settle. Um, So I do think you're right in a sense that I think comedies have a little bit difficult. I think they're more difficult to, to stick, but I, to me, I feel like a comedy not sticking happens before we get to see it. Um, and, And that's the key because how many, of the classic comedies, would you say the first season is the best season? Um, none. I would say none. And it's really not, a, I would say for the most part, the seasons that are most beloved in things like Parks and Rec, The Office, things like that, are that like... The center ones. Like seasons, like season three, it really hits it good. And then like four, five, six, it's really just banging on all cylinders Mm -hmm. and so the trick is you have to capture enough of an audience in these first couple seasons to then be able to get this momentum and and that's ultimately i mean again this ran for three seasons and just petered out maybe this became a show that was going to start banging on all cylinders and it just didn't happen it sounds like it was mostly losing viewership because of its weird time slot and and schedule (laughs) Which oh my again, gosh. wow. It, it's it's interesting to me like that. Yeah, because as a viewer, I can understand that if I don't know when the show is on, it's really hard for me to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's, oh, it's on this week, but not on next week. And then we're on with a new episode again. And then we're taking three weeks off. And then, you know, what you want is kind of what we do with this podcast, which is we release a whole season, 12 episodes. Maybe we have one or two off in there, but it's 12 episodes, a break, and then another 12 episodes, a break. If we were to release one episode on Thursday and then take three weeks off and then release two more episodes in subsequent weeks and then uh, take a hiatus and then, um, well, actually, there's a sporting event on that. We're actually going to talk about that sporting event instead on this week's podcast. Instead Mm -hmm. of talking about something discontinued, we would lose listeners as well because people would go, I don't know when you're going to drop in my inbox and what you're going to be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And again, I, I love Scrubs. I really enjoyed it. Now, again, that's a show that it took me about a season or two to really get into and really love. But we've talked about this before. I've mentioned this quote from Dan Levy about it does take a season or two for you to get established with who they are and shows that rush it end up falling because mm-hmm. they've hit the ground too fast. Yeah. Um, but I love the comedy and the style of Scrubs because even when Scrubs got a little bit weird or a little bit ridiculous, I don't feel like they did it too often. Um, but for some reason I was, I was happy to excuse it. But again, in some of the clips I saw in happy endings, I was not willing to excuse that they bought, I think it was Max got a giant pinata full of nerds that he could not break open. And I was like, and that was one of those cutaway moments. And I was like, I don't buy that. Um, and it didn't like hit with me. I'm like, i why is this funny that he wanted a giant pinata? To me, good, good comedy shows and good comedy writing, or I can see a clip and laugh my butt off. And that's true with Scrubs. That's true with The Nanny, Golden Girls, The Office, Parks and Rec. Um, you can even go longer, like Three's Company, I Love Lucy, all these really, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. I don't need to know who these people are to laugh when I see clips. And sometimes because of how well the show is written, it comes down to writing. You, you can kind of figure out who they are. Like there's this great clip of Betty White from the Mary Tyler Moore show when she was playing Sue Ann Nivens, um, who had this, the point of the character was she was sickeningly sweet, but she was a real B-I-T-C-H. Um, but always was smiling. And it's this bit where she's explaining how beautiful snow is and then just goes and it screws everything up. But she does it with this big smile. And it's funny because, again, it's Betty White doing it. And yeah. it's it's that energy that she puts out. But it's because of how well it's written that she's able to run with it and make me laugh and make me go, I want to see more of what Sue Ann Nivens is going to get up to. Or I want to see more of what, you know, the Golden Girls are going to get up to when they go, like... Um, and that to me, when I watched these things, it didn't, it didn't hit. Arrested Development is another show like that too, where I can watch a clip of it and I can go, that's hilarious. And I don't need to know who the characters are. It's because it's well written and there's actual substance there. But again, to me, Happy Endings felt like cherry picking from other success. Um, and I feel bad saying that because I know that the, the show creator, this was his first, this was like his first big, like he had been part of the Scrubs team. He was one of the showrunners, but this was his first time being like, hey, I got this show and I'm sitting here cr- crapping all over it. Yeah. Well, it's, it was it's, clearly it's successful. Hard. He got three seasons out of it, but yeah. like, I think he would have gotten more had, this is something I find a lot in movies and TV. I need to like the character and I hate the concept of let's make an unlikable character because mm. there's a balance with that. Like I think Michael Scott, for example, in the office is technically an unlikable character, but has so much heart and you feel so bad for him. The more you get to know him that you are able to forgive when he promises a bunch of three year old or eight year olds, he's going to pay for their college tuition and then has to tell them he's not doing that. Like, when that stuff happens, you're able to forgive it. But when like, to me, like this, this situation of I'm leaving you at the altar, but we're still going to be friends. Like, I don't like that. 
I immediately don't like that. I am not going to grow into liking this. Um, I'm not going to grow into liking the girl who doesn't want to turn 30 and feels horrible because she's still single. Like, I don't feel bad for her because I'm just like, why is no one trying to help? Like, there's too much negative energy, I feel like, associated with these characters, if that makes sense. And that that also put a a roadblock into me wanting to like or get invested. But that also could have been one of those, that bit just doesn't land with you. Whereas, because that's the uh, that's kind of a funny bit of the show that the show is called Happy Endings, and yet there's all these misadventures. Um, but, True, and- but at that point, like again, I'll use Michael Scott as my example here, or I um I'll, to give a different one, Blanche Devereaux and the Golden Girls. These are characters who have, if I met them in person, if I met somebody that ignorant or idiotic or if i met some in michael scott or blanche devereaux's case very vain and very self-centered from how i met your mother same kind of thing correct i would hate them i would not like them but because i'm a fly on the wall and i get because of how they're written to see their insecurities or their triumphs or the moments when they are a good person and when clearly their self-centeredness or their idiocy is more of a flaw or a front or a this or a that an insecurity. It, it makes me forgive it. But I feel like from what I was able to intake of this show, I'm not seeing that moment. So there's nothing for me to hold. There's nothing human for me to hold on to. Yeah. I think for me, the, the big thing is I'm, I, I watched how I met your mother. Yeah. And have you watched How I Met Your Father? I have not watched How I Met Your Father. Um, How I Met Your Mother ended in a way that I I do not trust (laughs) the writing of those shows anymore. I didn't finish it because I heard how it ended in it. I heard what the last line of that show was and I went, I'm not finishing. I refuse. It made me angry. Yeah, I was I was the they pretty much made the whole point of the show moot in like the last episode. Like it was, it was very, very upsetting to me, very upsetting to me. And, and, and I don't know, like, because, because of that, I don't want to invest in. Okay. Yeah. It's the opposite end, but it's the same thing. It's the same show. I don't want to watch the same show. Like, basically what they were trying to do is capitalize on the success of How I Met Your Mother, but that's one of those shows that I don't think has aged real great. That you look at Barney now and go, yeah, he's not really a character I want to cheer for. Yeah. Same is true with Friends. Friends doesn't age well either. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I think it's rare though. I don't like I love Lucy doesn't age that well. And it's a okay. classic show. It's great. So you have to I kind get... of remember when they were made and that's why and it's okay that it was funny then. We know yeah, better but now. I, I will say Friends is very 90s, like aggressively 90s. And I love Lucy is the 50s. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course we were in a different spot in the 50s. Whereas How I Met Your Mother was like feels modern. And, it is a little and, bit more modern, and I, I think how how I met your mother was around and was being aired right as we were starting to have a culture shift. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, 
so I, I, um, you know, so I, I, I watched that show and Parks and Rec. I'm really a, fa- a fan of the Office. I'm a fan. So I, I don't, I'm not looking for another comedy to, to like get into. That's not what I'm looking for. Um, you know, part of the issue with the amount of content that is out there today is you have to wow me to get me to come into your content. Because let me just list off the stuff that I'm into. I am into, um, uh, I'm into all of the Marvel series. So if it's a Marvel series or a Star Wars series, I'm watching that on Disney+. Plus. Um, I love watch... My my like go-to show that I like watch over and over again are the Star Wars cartoons. I You know, you know how you always have that show that you go to where you know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. For me, that's the Star Wars cartoons. Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I watch YouTube content. I have probably, I would say, five to ten YouTubers that I follow their streams and other stuff like that. So I have that and that releases videos, you know, every day, every other day, every week. So I've got that. Oh, and by the way, I also love to watch sports. So especially in the fall, like during Mm -hmm. football season, I'm watching football. Like that is, that is what I'm doing. I'm not watching anything else. I'm even behind on a lot of my other content because I, because I'm, I'm watching, uh, cause I'm watching sports. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have just time sitting around where I'm like, you know what? I really want to pick up a new show. And so it's really got to be something that just completely blows me away. Like a perfect example of something I didn't get into because I didn't have time was breaking bad. Everyone kept telling me breaking bad. It's the greatest show ever. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's so great. And I just, it got to a point, um, it got to a point where I'm, I just I just don't have time for this. I don't yeah. I don't want I, the show may be the greatest thing in the world and I will never see it. I've watched some episodes. I've seen some scenes. I get why people like it, but I just I do not have the time nor the desire to try to commit myself to getting into that. Yeah, I think too now one of the other big things is there's so many streaming services and that's where shows are that it's hard to get your hands on things like. I think three things just dropped on HBO that I would love to watch. I'm not paying for HBO. It's expensive. And I already pay for a bunch of other streaming services. Like, I would really love to watch the Julia Child show they're doing on HBO. I'd really love to watch um, The Gilded Age. Um, One of my friends um, has it, and they had me to watch. um, It's really funny. Our Flag Means Death which is this weird, very campy pirate comedy about okay. a group of pirates that don't know how to be pirates. Um, See, and that that sound, that sound really sounds funny. Because it's different. I'm... When's the last time you watched a pirate thing that wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, I've exactly. listened to the VeggieTales. We are the pirates who don't do anything with my children. Oh, there you go. That's, <laughs> but that's, and that's, that was going to be my point is, I think we've talked about this before. I think there's a horrible, horrible habit in TV of going, this formula works. Cram it down their throats. And sometimes it does because every now and then somebody's able to create really good characters and a really likable story in the middle of like a big like boom of superhero stuff or romantic comedy stuff. And you want to ingest that. Like I would say like New Girl and How I Met Your Mother kind of came out in one of those booms. 
And I don't think they were the cat. They were the instigator. I think they were part of it and they were great and they were cute. And I enjoyed the ride. Um, granted, I didn't finish either of those shows, but I enjoyed what I was getting when I was getting it. Um, I totally just lost my train of thought, but that's what happens well, when I'm passionate. <laughs> well, let me, let me pitch this to you. So pitch friends it. has mm-hmm. all star cast, you mm-hmm. know, at the time, you know, not necessarily like, um, not necessarily big name actors, but now like all of them are still doing things Yeah, to some degree. Um, how I met your mother, same thing. Like Jason Siegel has been in, in tons of stuff. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in all sorts of things. Really, well, he was famous one... before Neil Patrick Harris was famous before How I Met Your Mother. Exactly, exactly. This show has names and people that I recognize, but I would not say that these are the. Uh, hmm. How do I say this nicely? Like the they didn't. Who... This wasn't their breakout. No, this wasn't their breakout. I mean, Office. Look at the Office, where you've got tons of people that are still doing. Many, many things. And the many office films. was their 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 springboard for John yeah. Krasinski, for um I almost said for Michael Scott, for Steve Carell, for the guy. Oh, why can't I think of his name? Ed, Ed Helms. Helms. Yep. Um now granted, there's some actors in that show. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna put her in this category, Phyllis Smith. Yeah. She only really did like a couple other things, but she's the voice of sadness. And Phyllis was my favorite character on The Office. I could do a whole podcast about why Phyllis is the best character on The Office. Um, but Parks and Rec, same thing. Yeah. All-star cast of people that are in many, many things. I think that's one of the things that's missing in this show is these people are not bad actors by any stretch of the imagination. But there's a difference between Amy Poehler uh, I almost said Ron Swanson. Um, not Ron Swanson. Um, Nick Offerman, Rob Lowe, Adam Scott, the um, you know those people and the people in this show who we don't even know their names. The people in the show, Eliza Coop. I guess Alicia Cuthbert is has been in things, but Zachary Knighton, Adam Polly. Like I don't. If I were to go to a normal person and say Jennifer Aniston, they're like, "Yeah, I know who that is." If I walk up to someone and say Eliza Coupe or Coop, they're gonna go, "Who? I don't know who that is." Now, I think that also could do the fact that the show got canceled before this had the time to become a really household name, um, because they did have some famous people on it, like Megan Mullally was on it. I guess, yeah, she played Peggy's mom. Oh, and actually, yeah. that brings me to the most important segment: is what can you buy? On eBay. What can you buy on eBay? So outside of the DVDs, there are okay. two big big ticket items. I'm going to tell you the least expensive of the two first. Okay. I'm excited. You can buy an outfit that Megan Mullally wore, I think, in season two. Okay. On the show, there's a picture of her in it. I don't know why, how people are able to do that. Like, Usually studios are really tight on where those things end up. Yeah. Um, but you can buy it for $890. It would look wow. great with your McPizza hat. That's I mean, all I'm saying. A dress and a McPizza hat. It's you not know a dress. It. It's it's um it's like one of those like tank top, like loose kind of tank top, like I'm going to a nightclub kind of like almost blouse Ooh. situation with matching pants. Ooh, even um, better. And I think her daughter, I think the, actress who played peggy had a matching outfit for the episode from what i can tell and they were like cool. dancing i don't know um the most expensive item 
for $899 was a signed photo of the cast in bathrobes. Why are they in bathrobes? It was clearly a promotional shot. I mean, why is the why is the uh, cover of everything for the show them all tangled up in bed sheets? Which I actually think I would swear that the Friends casted that for one of their promo shots too, because they did a bunch of weird promo promotional things. I'm good. Hold on. I was saying I'm looking it up. Are you? <laughs> I'm just looking up friends promo shots, which is actually very entertaining. There also, is one. There's there's the they're all like spooning each other, and Jennifer Aniston for some reason is naked and wrapped in a bed sheet. She's the only one who is. Where is this? Just type in friends cast bed. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh, that's really weird. Oh, they're not even like spooning. They're like. They're like spoon, you know. I don't, well, there's the I don't alternating love... spooning. Keep looking. There's one where they all are literally oh, okay. spooning. I don't love this. Are you sure she's naked or not just wearing a white dress? No, she's wearing a sheet. Like she's clearly holding it to her body. I think that's just because she's crammed in the middle of Matthew Perry and Courtney Cox. That's why her arm at, doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, no, look at the look at the photo of them where they're like like. Someone's up, someone's down, someone's up, someone's down. We're like, she's sitting on Matthew Perry's head. You can't see her feet or her legs. I'm not. She's convinced. under a sheet. Do you not see what I'm looking at? I see what you're looking at. I think it's a wedding dress. Okay. We throw this picture up in our socials. I will. Is- it's not a wedding. Okay. Here. I'm going to, I have the perfect picture to prove. I'm going to text it to you right now. It's not is a wedding dress. Jennifer Aniston wearing clothes. Look at this. Look at what I just sent you. Tell me she's not wearing a sheet. Okay. 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 That's definitely a sheet. <laughs> Thank you. Now, like in some of the photos where you can't see the bottom of how it like flows, yeah, I could see where you'd say it's a wedding dress, but it's a sheet. Yeah, that's definitely a sheet. And Matthew's you're welcome. Very... Okay. All right. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, okay. Anyway, so weird promotional photos. I can buy that for nine hundred dollars. Any shipping on that? Oh, I'm sure there was. I'll I'll have to go back and check. I was a little thrown by um, the price of it all. Which are we talking about? Happy endings. Yeah. How many? TV. Which is a really weird thing to search. Uh, yes, it very much is. I don't recommend doing it unless you type in the word uh, TV show TV afterwards. Show. <laughs> um, so the Megan Mullally costume is thirty dollars for shipping. Okay. Uh, the signed photo. Um, is free. Oh, good free for three that day seller. shipping and free returns. Okay. Um, there so is another can... happy endings um signed photo as well. Um, for two hundred and forty nine. Then there's a bunch of photos of Elijah Cuthbert in her underwear that are signed. Um, and then others well, of it... random cast members that are signed. Well, because she was in The Girl Next Door when she was young, and that was a big deal. So that's like a lot of people's like Girl Next Door fantasy is her. Oh, well, there you go. If if you listen and you have a weird fantasy, good news. <laughs> you you can get something on eBay. You can get okay, something on so, eBay. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty sure I already know your answer to this, Chris, but should this show come back? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Yes. 
Um, I just think there's so many shows like this. Correct. That what I will say, what I will say, is take take this inclusion formula and copy that. Don't copy mm. anything else. But putting characters who are gay, who are a person of color, um, in a more t- titular role, giving them more to do and making it normal, and not like that was They're something not the that. Token. Yeah, well, and that I mean, they are the token, but in the group. But there were other gay characters on the show that you meet. There were other African. There's actually a whole episode. Towards the, it might. I think it's the finale. Actually, it is the finale. The black guy's brother. The black. You said it was Max, Dave, and Brad. Brad has to be the black guy. So Brad's wife's, Brad's sister-in-law is marrying a black guy, and he's upset about it because he's like, "Well, this guy's going to have it easier because I already paved the way, and I don't think that's fair." Like I had to like make your family okay with the fact that I, and I, I mean, that's just, that's based off of a synopsis. I did not watch the episode, hmm. but like, I like when shows do that where they do the reverse racism thing. That's always really fun. Um, mm-hmm. They do, they do that on the golden girls. There's an episode where B Arthur's son is marrying a black woman, but B Arthur is upset because the woman is 40 and her son is 20 something. And then you meet the girl's mom and the girl is upset because not because there's an age difference, but because she's marrying a white boy, quote, a skinny white boy. Um, And then it's funny and it's okay to laugh at. But um, I love that idea of the cast. One of my favorite jokes, I used to love whose line is it anyway. And one of my favorite jokes was a Wayne Brady one liner. And it was, mommy, how come no one on Friends looks like me? (laughs) That's what I like take that and run with it that you know or the concept of because he's this character is gay does not mean they spend a thousand dollars on expensive lotions which they kind of did in new girl too because freaking what was his name oh i can't think of the characters schmidt okay like spent all that money and like i think they tease him a couple times but they normalized it for that anyone would enjoy these products or anyone would dress nicely like do more of that put more of that out there in the world i'm a very big supporter of you need to put out normalcy for the world. Cause I like I think shows like this is my problem with friends. I'm gonna get on a soapbox. I loved friends. I loved it. I think as a piece of television history, it is important. I think it jump started some of the careers of some of the biggest names, specifically Jennifer Aniston. Um, but it's a really homophobic show. If you go back and watch the guys get really uncomfortable, Ross Chandler and Joey, if at any point they are perceived to be gay, to the point where it's it's never a problem for the girls. In fact, they lean into it. It's okay for the girls. It's not okay for the guys. And I definitely think, like, for me, I can go back and go, yep, that's probably why I wasn't comfortable with myself because a show that I revered and I held up on a platform really made me feel uncomfortable because these characters that I looked up to and idolized were uncomfortable. Like Monica being uncomfortable with her weight, which was actually a lovely journey story and was supposed to be a lovely journey story. And I was like, well, if Monica can do it, I can do it. It's a delicate balance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think as a culture, we're becoming a lot better with that. Um, Like, obviously we just had love Victor happen. Granted, I don't like love Victor. 
That's that's a that's another <laughs> podcast for a whole other time. We, we we touched on it last week. Did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, then go back and listen to it last week because I hated it then. I still hate it now. Well, you 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 kept delaying. At some point, you're gonna have to come up with a Love Victor uh, uh, speech. The problem. Okay, I'll, I'll sum it up real fast. The problem with Love Victor is the reason Love Simon is a good movie and a good book is because often in LGBT. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this is everybody. For me, I know this was my experience. I felt that, and I know other people feel this way. This is not just a me thing. That being gay will cause problems. Your family will hate you. Kids at school will bully you. Teachers will be mean to you. Like you, you will get bad grades. Like the world will fall apart. Everything will be bad. You're not really sure what or why, but in your brain, things will be bad because you're gay. And what Love Simon does, and what the book does, is it. Not bad things happen in the book, but none of them are in the movie, and none of them are as direct result to Simon's sexuality. They're because Simon lied about something, um, or because Simon allowed himself to get blackmailed, like things like that. Like no one cares. And the movie they put, I think in the book too, there's a couple bullies because obviously that's reality. But the point to me was you don't cause a problem because of who you are. You cause a problem because you lie to somebody or because you you do something dishonest or unethical. That's where the problem comes in. Well, Victor, I feel like, did not do that. And it was like bad things will happen as a result um, of your coming out. And it's not that people will reject you. That is a total, there's a real thing. And I know that's a, t- a, a topic that they tackle. But it was like he broke someone's heart because he was gay, like, only one person at school accepts gay people. I was like, that's not the same universe we set up, y'all. I have a lot of friends who are gay who love Love, Victor. And there are parts of Love, Victor that I liked. But I had a lot of problem with the first season. Um, I am more accepting of the way that homosexuals are um, showcased in Riverdale, where it's just, I can't, Kevin Keller running around trolling for men in the woods. What what is happening in Riverdale? I I don't know. I I watched Riverdale and then I stopped around season three, and I'm glad I did because I heard all of a sudden there was like an evil demon lord. I watched season one when it was just a bunch of kids and there was a murder and um freaking what the Archie wanted to be a singer. Then there were demons. I don't know, man. My goodness. Well, I'm in agreement with you that. I like the normalizing of a diverse set of characters. Correct. That no one's the token this, it's this is who they are. That's and part of the reason Shit's Creek was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, it's just this is this is who these people are. Um, and I think that needs to happen more. That's like why the Mindy Project is a really good show and an important show, because it's about Oh, gosh, I don't know what her ethnical background is. And I don't want to say it because I don't want to be wrong. But Mindy Kaling's, eth- Kaling's ethical, ethical, ethnic background being so prominent and having she's successful and she's beautiful. And she's all these things. That was really important. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I think, was really important because it normalized mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. And how she's totally, oh, she's not normal. But she's okay and she can live and she can be successful even though she has these emotional health problems. Brilliant. Put that stuff everywhere. That I will sign up for. That and a good story. I like when I when that's what pulls me into a show these days. 
if it's if the story is good i don't care if i don't know who the actors are i will watch i watched the witcher i know one person in that show granted he's the reason i started watching that show but i stayed because it was good i've gone into shows because i liked one of the actors and i tried to watch space force because i love steve carell yeah and i like lisa kudrow and i couldn't get past episode one and mm. i love these people like I re- like Steve Carell is yeah. one of my favorite actors of all time, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so if you give me a good story, dramatic, funny, I don't care what it is. I, like you said, I need. A, I don't. I'm not looking for another comedy. I'm never looking for a comedy. I'm never looking for a drama. I'm looking for a good story that I'm going to really be able to sink my teeth into and laugh and cry or be scared. I don't care. Don't care. Well, that's the thing is you can do comedy in a drama. You can yeah. do comedy in a thriller. You can do comedy in a horror film. You can do comedy everywhere. I don't need a comedy to laugh. I just need a good story with good storytellers. That's mm-hmm. what I need. Yeah. That's all I need. Anything else you want to say before we end our tour for today? I do, actually. Oh, go for it. I wanted you to know this, that our dear friend and listener, Emily texted me to tell me that you can get the home on the range soundtrack for a whole dollar at disc replay. Wow. I just want the one song. (laughs) And it'll only cost you a dollar. A dollar. Wow. I mean, I love that somebody went out and bought that soundtrack. (laughs) Somebody supported the, that movie and then immediately regretted it. And, and <laughs> what did I do? I guarantee you that CD has been there since the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Well, another exhibit in the books. We've done food and toys, and now we have discontinued TV. We've got three wings of our museum. What's next? Are... What's the fourth wing, Matt? Tell the folks at home. Oh, so our, our fourth wing of the museum, new exhibit we are curating right now. We've already started brewing some plans, going around the internet curating. We are going to do discontinued themed entertainment or themed, like you said it, uh, Chris, themed crap. So this can be amusement <laughs> park rides, um, theme parks in general, um, stores or restaurants that were themed, uh, themed areas. It, w- w- we are. And we say like it- themed, like restaurant, like that would be like a rainforest cafe. I'm not talking like Maggiano's is themed with Italian food. Yeah, get out of here with that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like a rainforest cafe. It's not- entertainment based experiences. Yes, entertainment based experiences. And so we're gonna go through. We've already got some on the list. We're really mm-hmm. excited about them. Um, and Chris, when will that be premiering? When are we going to be back on the airwaves? We're going to be back on the airwaves on June 30th. Um, and there's a reason for this. This is a diabolical reason. It's because we know you're going somewhere for the 4th of July weekend. And we want you to have something to listen to while you go to that family event that you just don't want to go to. You Mm -hmm. can sit down and listen to Matt and I ramble on about themed crap. Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, all- you can too. Yeah, I'm already for, so excited. For three easy payments of $9.99. Oh, but wait, there's more. Call in the next 20 minutes and we'll, and we'll give you your order for free. You want, you uh, like themed crap so much? Well, here are th- 
here are glittery turds. I don't know what, what what's the. <laughs> Uh, that, I mean, that kind of was what it was. I loved, I loved infomercials that always gave the free thing that seemed completely unrelated to the actual product. With this purchase of knives, you'll also get a coloring book. <laughs> I also love the infomercials where white people can't do anything more right. Oh, uh, the infomercial. There's a. I saw a, a TikTok or a reel or whatever it was of someone like over, like doing like a normal thing and then doing it if they were in an infomercial and like things are just flying everywhere and they're falling. And anyway, so yes, June 30th, our new season, season four, themed entertainment, themed things, themed crap. We haven't really settled on a name yet. Um, uh, will be out so uh definitely be uh looking out for your for, on your airwaves there make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because then it'll just drop right in there um uh yeah and it'll uh, drop right in there for one easy payment of five stars and a semi-decent review boom i love it yes uh we'll do it out of order today yes uh please if you have it just not already right. done if yeah if you're not already done so especially on apple podcasts Rate and review us. It really does help. The algorithm then suggests, hey, look, this podcast is really highly rated. People really like it. Um, there's that. But there's also just telling your friends about it. Um, you know, that that's really the podcasts that I have started listening to are mostly ones that people have said, hey, you should listen to this. You would like this. And then I do. And so ultimately, our audience grows if you get out there and say, Hey, I really love listening to this podcast. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, you should too. And now we've got three seasons plus, you know, some, you know, bonus episodes, bonus episodes, you know, we've, we've got a good library there. And the other thing, if you're, if you're during the break going, gosh, where do I get more content? Go ahead and visit sorcerernetwork.com. Uh, I just posted my second post about Woo-hoo! a video game called Disney Speedstorm that's coming up in uh, this summer for Nintendo Switch and I believe on Steam as well. Um, I'm working on another piece. Um, I'm trying to flood as much content as I can while also like, you know, keeping my children alive and making sure my sanity is okay. But I'm really in the content creating mode. So there's a lot of fun articles there. It'll be on pop culture things. Uh, I may even in our hiatus do a little bit of a discontinued something article to kind of, you know, tie over your uh, appetite for discontinued things. Uh, But really, that's a a very personal project to me. So um, just, you know, very asking you if you're, you know, sitting at work bored and you're trying to figure out something to do, just head on over. And if if you have suggestions of what you want to see on there, I'm happy to hear them. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of in, in the beginning stages. So yeah, sorcernetwork.com. One of the many ways you can tell Matt your feelings, thoughts, and opinions is by emailing us at discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Instagram at discontinued on display or on Twitter at discontinued pod. And I keep my eyes closer on those than Matt. And if you send something for Matt, I will make sure he got, I will drive to his home, which is over two hours away. And I will personally, I will have written it down and I will hand it to him. You won't send your like carrier pigeon or your Raven to no, my carrier pigeons in the shop. (laughs) 
Yeah. Plus, I want our I want our listeners to know how much I care about them. Mm-hmm. We do care about you a great deal. And for three easy payments of nine ninety nine, we could care about you even more. But wait, there's more. If you call in the next twenty minutes, you'll we'll double our caring. <laughs> I'm just trying to get your McPizza hat, man. Trying to steal oh, their man. money for your hat. Yes, yes. I need money for McPizza hats and autograph photos of people in bathrobes. <laughs> Not the Megan Mullally outfit, just the autographed bathrobes. I mean, I could do both. I could take a picture of me holding the autograph photo in a McPizza hat and the outfit. I would be shocked if you, because I'm pretty sure you're taller than Megan Mullally. I would be shocked if you fit in that. Eh, you know. I'm, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. So, um, hey, thanks for joining us on this season. Uh, this has been a ton of fun. Something a little bit different than what our first two seasons were, and I've enjoyed that. Um, I'm looking forward to season four. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, man. I can't believe we've done three seasons already. I know, right? And to think that season three came to a real happy ending. Wow. Wow. I, you know, I got to insert some applause into this one <laughs> or a laugh track or something. <laughs> both. Why not both? Both is good. All right, everyone. We will see you on June 30th with our discontinued entertainment this season. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.